Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Trolley Watch. Hi, my name's Amy Sinclair and I am the editor of New Idea Food. I am joined by the wonderful Barbara Northwood, our fabulous food director. Welcome, Barb. Thanks, Amy. Barb, what have you been up to this week? Lots and lots of cooking, Amy. Lots of eating and cooking. Oh, my kind of week, Barb. This, of course, is Trolley Watch, your go-to podcast for all things supermarket, groceries, tips and tricks, and, of course, where we get to hear all of Barb's years of advice. I was going to put a year on it, but, of course, Barb, you're 28, aren't you? I am, Amy. Absolutely. In this week's episode, we've got some great stuff coming up. We're going to get to Best Denial at the moment, but it has to be one of my favourite Best Denials in in a long time. It was so good, wasn't it? It was so good. We ate so many yummy, yummy varieties of this one food. We're going to get to it next, but we've also got, this is great, Barb's go-to dinner party menu. Can't wait to hear this, Barb. We've got another masterclass with Barb. And Barb, this is pretty exciting. I'm giving you a blind test and it might be the best one ever. And Dennis is going to love me for this blind test because we are eating something very, very yummy. Let's get cracking. Best in aisle. This, of course, Barb, segment one is where we taste test one of the same variety from the various supermarkets. You go into a supermarket, don't you, Barb, and you get millions of choice of the one product. We're telling you which we believe is the best available. This week, Barb, bacon. Yeah. How good is bacon? How good is bacon and how good did the test kitchen smell yesterday? It's just a, it when just we makes were, you feel hungry even uh, if you're not hungry. You just want to eat it. After this take, I had to actually have a sit down because I felt like I had literally gorged on bacon and I had so many rashes. It was pretty gross. <laughs> But how good was it, Amy? It was so good. So we had five varieties. We had Audi's uh, home brand. We had Coles. We had Woolies. Then we also had the Don, all-natural brand, and Bataki. Bataki Gold, thin and crispy. So we did them all back in the test kitchen, whipped them all up. They were pretty yummy, and then we went through them. Let's start with the first one, Audi's Berg brand wood-smoked middle bacon. Yep. This comes with the rind on. And uh, 250 gram pack, $3.49. What did you think, Barb? I thought it was a really good flavour and it was salty. I love the salty flavour in bacon. Yeah. Just really tasty. And it, was... it wasn't overpowering with a smoky flavour. Yeah. Because I don't want them too smoky. Yeah. And I think because it is a, um, a probably more a traditional smoking flavour, I thought it was delicious. It was a Actually, good, it was it a was good, a good bit of bacon. Yeah, it was a good bit of I've bacon. I've got to be honest, if you love bacon, it's very hard to have a bad piece of bacon, was it? And we did find that. But I've often bought them and thought that. They just yeah. have enough flavour or they get a bit watery. Mm. When you cook them, they don't crisp up enough for me. Yeah. But I don't like the rind on. No. Because I cut the rind off. You're adding to the weight. You're a bit fussy, lose aren't the, you? Lose the rind. You're a bit fussy with your rind. Yeah, a little bit. Do you cook it with the rind on? No, or do you I, cut, t- it off I cut it all off before oh. I start. I don't want it all curling up too much. I've got to make sure the whole thing is crisp. Flatten it out. I put a saucepan on top of my uh, bacon while it's cooking in a fry pan to keep yes. it all flat. Yes. And it makes it extra crispy as well. Mm. 
Next up, we had the Coles Rindless and Wood Smoked Middle Bacon. 200 gram pack, $4.45. Bob, hit me with it. What yep. did you think? Lovely flavour. Again, without it? having that overpowering smoky taste. Plus, it was a little bit salty. I really liked that one. It, I was, a, it was a good flavour. It was a really yummy bacon, yeah. wasn't it? Yep. Wood smoked. Mm, very And nice. we had it kind of, some of it was crispy, extra crispy, and then we had other bits that were, were yeah, sort of exactly. plain. Just brown. Bob and I, and I love a, yeah. Bob and I love a crispy bacon, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. Oh, There's nothing like fighting it. over it. Yeah. If I go to a restaurant, I like them to overcook it. For me, yeah, I like crunchy. Do you um, you're a bit yeah. fussy when you order bar? A little bit, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we had the Woolies Essentials Middle Bacon Naturally Wood Smoked with Rind, two hundred and fifty grams for so three dollars fifty. What did you think of this, Bob? Very mild flavour. In fact, bordering again on tasteless for that. Yes. I just didn't think it had a really good bacon flavour at all. It wasn't not what smoky, I expected from bacon. No, no, not at all. Next up, we had the Don All Natural Pan Size Bacon Rashes. So a bit of a bigger, bigger bacon. Two hundred gram packet for six dollars. So a bit more pricey. What did you think yeah. of this one, Bob? I thought that was bland. Also, oh. it just didn't have a lot of flavour. But yeah. in fact, I didn't think it had a really good taste, a good bacon taste for me. Bit how's your father? Wasn't yeah, a bar. it was very mild. A bit bland. Mm. Last up, we had the Batoki Gold Thin and Crispy Middle Rindless Bacon, six dollars for four hundred grams. Available at Woody's. Woolies. What did you think of this one, Bob? It lived up to its name. Yeah. Thin and crispy. It cooked mm. beautifully. It was a it was, really good flavour. Lovely smoky taste. I really liked it. It was a classier bit of yeah, bacon, wasn't yeah, it? Because it was, it was nice really and it was very thin. Yeah. Well, so fighting over the little pieces on that one. God, it was. I mean, this. I've got to say, as I said, it's hard to pick them out, but it was but a lot of But you tend to think bacon is bacon until you put them in front of yourself like this. There were definitely go this exercise. You could actually taste the difference. There was in them. definite differences with yeah. each of them, yeah. and that's what's. And I thought that with when we did sausages last week yeah, as well. Exactly. You would think that they're all very similar, but when you actually taste them one after another, that's right. It's clear cut. It's a great way to do it. It really mm. was, and mm. also you can you really sense. Oh no, I love that one lots more when you. Yes. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Bob, this was a big field, a field of five. It was a tough one because we all like different parts of it. Yeah. Normally we just have a bite or two and we can kind of make a good choice from that, but we really powered through Didn't about we? And then we went back to some of them again. We were checking them out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope my doctor's not hearing this. This is why my blood pressure is so high. No, 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 Bob. Wait no. for okay. it. Go on what in. wins the golden trolley, Bob? Has to be Coles. <laughs> Coles yeah, wins. I, yep. What really, do you like? I just really like the flavour. It just wasn't overpowering. Just that really good salty taste for bacon. Oh. Crisp and again good value. Two hundred gram packet, four dollars forty five. It was a good one. Love good it. One. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Amy. Segment two, Bob. You have to forgive me. I am literally got half a piece of chocolate in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. That's energy, Amy. <laughs> and then I say, why am I putting on weight? <laughs> <laughs> Segment two, Barb, what is your go-to dinner party menu? Now, we all have dinner parties. I don't know about you. Every time I've got people coming around, I go through the cookbooks, I go through my new idea food. I actually said to someone a few weeks ago, oh, I've got these people coming around. What am I going to cook? And they said, if only you you ran a website where you had 10,000 websites recipes <laughs> yes. on there. It's like, yeah, fair enough. But I always end up cooking the same thing because I know it works. Exactly. And I know how to cook it. Yep. And I think the big thing with a dinner party 
is that you want everything ready at the same time. Totally. You want to have the confidence and you don't want to spend ages preparing. You know exactly what you're doing. Yes, yes. So with that in mind, Barb, I thought, you know, you are one of the leading cooks in Australia. What is your go-to dinner party recipe? You've got people coming around. What are you going to whip up? Being organised is the key to any good entertaining and happy entertaining. So I like to make as much as I can ahead of time, of course. Just what you said, and then you enjoy your dinner party as much as the guests. It's no point you being out in the kitchen and they're all having a lovely time. You can crack into the punch, yep. can't you, Barb? Yep. And the thing is also, it's like a restaurant. You don't have three people to help you serve up. I don't want no. people, I don't want my guests running around after me. I like them seated I'm, and I like to take the food to the table. I like that me. a bit as yeah. well. And I don't want them to see what I'm doing and how I'm piling it onto the plate, no. etc. no. Got to be, as I said, really organised. So this is you a really want an good menu. Mystery, don't you like Barb? Entree: a yep. smoked salmon stack with an avocado salsa and prawns. How do you whip that up, Barb? You line a little uh, little ramekin, about a half cup ramekin with some plastic wrap. Yep. You put a little sheet of uh, smoked salmon inside mm-hmm. it, just so it all overhang the side, and then you make the the centre, which is. Like the salsa, it's got um, chopped avocado, cucumber, cherry tomatoes, yeah. red onion, chives and dill and lemon rind. Mm-hmm. Finally chop it all the same size, mix it in a bowl and then you put a whole spoonful, big spoonful in the centre of these little ramekins. Mm. Then you fold the salmon over, so the overflapping pieces on the side. Then you yeah. bring the plastic up over the top and just press down on it. Pop those oh. into the fridge the night before. Then when you go to serve it, you take it out. You just turn them out. It congeals. It just it sets in the fridge. With so the it's smokes. like a little a little a little a uh, little pot of smoked salmon. Oh, so when yum. you cut it, you've got your lovely centre, and then I make a dressing of lemon juice, olive oil, and some chives, and then you just dress it with say two prawns, two cooked peel prawns. It's so pretty. It's so easy, and it's really quite light to eat. Yeah. Really, really yummy. That sounds so good. That's Honestly, I've made it so many times. I love it. Main? My main. This is a good one. It's an oven-baked chicken parma. Oh. Mm. Now, tell me a guest who yeah. doesn't love a chicken exactly. parma. Exactly. My family love it. Oh. And it sounds easy because you, you're cooking in the oven. Cook it in the oven. Now, a little bit of prep. So you go to crumb your chicken breasts. Right. And I put some parmas and some herbs in the crumbs. Crumb those. But because I don't like making a mess inside, because oh. sometimes, Amy, when you fry things, you just end up with more mess. Because it's it halfway splatters up the it's everywhere. It's doesn't inevitable. Yeah. yeah. So I have a PowerPoint outside. So I do this in an electric fry pan. I actually fry them outside. Bob, I great. couldn't love this I love more. This. This Are you listening to awesome. this, Dennis? Mm. She mm. cooks it outside yeah. to no cut smoke, down the no mess. mess. No anything. Put them on a tray, take them back inside, put them into an oven-proof dish, Yep. nice big casserole dish, thinly sliced shaved ham over the top. I oh. buy um, a jar of passata yep. and a jar of pasta sauce. Mix those together, pour that over the top, and lots of pizza cheese. Oh. Spray a piece of baking paper with oil. Put that on top so that when you peel it off, the cheese doesn't come with it. No yeah, point leaving it on no the paper. That, yeah. no. Piece of foil, that can go in the fridge the day before. So you can do all so that the day before. Done. It's all done. Head out on the deck, fry up totally. your, your your chick chicken. Yep. Now you've cleaned all the mess because you've there is all no the mess. mess. Put everything away. You've put you've got Ken out there, there with his gurney to clean it all up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he always does that 30 minutes before the guests arrive, unfortunately. Oh, he's a God good man, isn't he? Go, Ken. <laughs> And then to go with that, I make a cob, a cob loaf, oh. and cross hatch it 
all the way, about three quarters of the way through. Yeah. And then you do garlic butter in between oh, each piece. Fuck. And again, I poke more Parmesan cheese into oh, the, yes, yes, yes. wrap it up in foil so that can go with it. They just pull bits of bread off it with a green salad. Honestly, it's the best meal. But in the why oven not? I've never been invited minutes. around for a dinner party. <laughs> yeah. So that's easy. So now you're having a really good time. The dessert. Cook me through it. Yep. I cannot go past Toblerone cheesecake. Oh. You know the best The best part is biscuit base, no gelatin. It's oh. Toblerone chocolate. Yeah. But I double it. So the original recipe has 200 grams. I put 400. You know those oh. huge large blocks. It's really chocolatey. Absolutely Yum. beautiful with cream on top. And then I buy little mini Toblerone. So they've got the nice little design, the nice little triangle. So I cut those and put them all over the top. That's so then a wow factor right there, oh, it looks isn't so it, Barb? good. So easy. No stress. Couldn't love this more. Yeah. All right, Barb, Dennis and I are officially yeah. offended yeah. that we haven't been invited. Oh, you have to come around to my place. All right. love it. I, I we... set myself up for adoption, <laughs> Barb. <laughs> no worries, Dennis. <laughs> Next up, Barb, we have Cooking 101 with Barb. Or your expert tips. Barb, this is a cracker, isn't it? Yep. How to make the perfect mashed potato. Again, that's it's a really easy. good favourite recipe, isn't it? Everyone loves mash. But it's easy to make big mistakes. No one likes yeah, lumpy mash. True. No one likes watery mash. No one likes bland mash. Yes, Am I right? Yes, very true. My mother couldn't make mash. Unfortunately, hers was terrible. It was always lumpy and like concrete. So I don't have happy memories growing up of good mash. I have to say... My mum just might make the best mash I've ever had in my life. I've gone to a lot of nice restaurants over the years and nothing beats my mother's mash. Yeah. She's very good at um, – she's just a very basic way. You know, she she, she, yeah. she mashes yep. it, she heats the, the butter milk. And, and milk mm. and butter. But she the way she beats it with a wooden spoon, <laughs> it's like uh, – it's, it's quite the – Quite the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what she beats it like, but – she puts a lot of arm into it, a lot of yes. uh, a lot of effort. Now, Barb, talk me through it. Give me your top tips on making the perfect mashed potato. Well, you need a sabago, a desiree, golden delight, or coliban potato. Are so, you writing that down, guys? Because they are well, the, the potatoes in- you need. That's right. But the interesting thing is, they always say flour potato, but then the desiree isn't is a little bit waxy as well. Yeah. So they're a combination of waxy and flowery. My mum says Desiree is the best. Yeah, so. they're a good all-rounder and yeah. so is a sabago. Yeah. So what you do is peel those and chop them into even-sized pieces because you want them to cook at the same time. Put them into a large saucepan, cover with cold water. Mm, isn't that important? Yeah, Barb? and a bit of salt. Yep. And then you bring that to the boil and then gently boil until they're tender. So that may, t- may take 25 minutes or yep. whatever. As and you as want you them to be tender, don't totally, you? Totally, really soft. And knife goes right through to the bottom of them. Have you ever mashed it with a not quite tender? It's oh, not pretty. No. It's you've got to pre-cook pretty. them almost. Yeah, Pop yeah, them yeah. in the microwave again. <laughs> Once you've done that, you drain them, yep. return them to the pan, and then shake that pan over a low heat. You want to evaporate all that moisture in mm-hmm. them. And that comes off pretty quickly. It's a good tip, isn't it, Barb? I've yep. never heard that before. Yeah. Yep. Get all that extra water out of exactly. there. Yep. And that sort of roughens up some of the potato yep. wedges as well. Take that off the heat. And then if you're, depending what you're adding, sour cream, milk and butter. Yep. Or all three, combination of whatever. You need to heat those before you add them. Yes. Because if you add that bar. cold milk. Yeah. It's, it's not good. No. The mashing process is a lot harder. So I tend to start mashing and I add those 
as I mash them. How do you you heat them? Do you put them in the microwave? Do you do in a separate I do in the saucepan or saucepan? Whatever, yeah. whatever works for you. Yep, just till they're warm. And yeah, and my, st- yeah. my mother tends to push all the potatoes over to one side and then push the pan put, back on. Yep. Yeah, that's another way to the bottom. Yep. And then you can start mashing. So a potato masher, potato rice. It's easier just to use a potato masher. Now, I do have, Amy, an electric one. I'll tell you about later. You have an electric potato potato masher. masher. Mm. That's amazing. How does that work? Like It's just so handy. It's just so fast. I love it. So you put your your potatoes in there and it just minces them through for you. In the pot, in the pan or in a bowl or whatever. I need one of those bad boys. And, yeah, but there's no, honestly, it's just so creamy. I love it. Amazing, but I've had I've had like a little mooly where you can push them through. So and you've done your hand masher, you've done them all, Barb. Yeah, seriously, have so once you've done that, make sure you season it well. Yeah, isn't that a bland potatoes? Terrible thing. Mm. Um, The thing I guess that you don't do is don't put them in a blender or a food processor because people have been known to do that and just makes the starch gluey. It overexposes. I did it once. It was not pretty. Terrible. It's like glue. You think it's going to work, but it's terrible. Oh, it's like glue. It becomes like it's not even. It's not even a puree. It's like a glue. It's terrible. It's gross. But the thing to do is once you've mashed that. Now, if you want to add some herbs to it or flavorings or whatever, that's fine. That's the stage you do it. Yep. If you're going to make it ahead of time, though, what you do is I would then let that cool. Put that into the fridge. So that should really keep for up to five days in the fridge. Oh, but. And you can reheat portions or the whole lot. When you reheat it, of course, you would need to add a little bit more warm milk because it yep. will absorb it. Yes, yes, yes. But if you're doing it for a large dinner party or a large group, mash it without the milk and the butter because it just keeps absorbing it. I so every that. time you reheat it, it, will, it needs more butter, more milk. So mash the potato, pop that in the fridge, and when you're going to serve it, that's, that's when you'd when add you the add milk. To, yeah, warm yeah. it up, add the warm milk, and then start beating. Now, Bob, I've done everything. I've done everything you've said, but I've obviously done something wrong because I get to the end and I have lumps. Like my horrible thighs, there are lumps. What can I do to fix it? Is there Push anything it through I can a sieve. Do? Yeah. Yeah. Get a sieve. The only way. It's painstaking. Yes. You have to do it. Yeah. Otherwise. Because there's nothing worse than lumps in the potato. No. As I said, I grew up with it and it's awful. It's like quite a tortured part of your childhood, it wasn't is. it? Bob? But the good thing also, if you've got leftover mash, yep. you can make some little um, tuna patties out of it. You can add them to other things, lentil patties. Yum, little mash potato Mash balls. is great. Yeah. Can you freeze mash bar? Only if it's got really, uh, say, cream and butter in it. A lot of cream and butter, yes, you can. The more cream it is, the more it will freeze well. If it's got just ordinary milk or skim milk, do you add a bit ice to yours? Do you like a nice creamy mash? Um, I like lots of butter. Yeah. And milk. I like it. I like it really creamy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, soft. So good, isn't it? Bob, That's can you make me mash <laughs> next time I come round to your I will, to test indeed, kitchen? Indeed, that's what I want. <laughs> Bob, we're never going to have lumpy, horrible, bland, watery. Never, Amy. Your mum style mashed never. potatoes Sorry, again mom, because you give us give us give us your top three tips quickly. Um, the right potato, making sure you heat them and evaporate all that moisture off them. And then it's either it's the whipping of it, it's the pushing it through a sieve, it's the potato masher. You've just got to get those lumps out. And it's painstaking. Makes the best mash. But it's worth it, isn't it? So worth it. So worth it. Thank you, Barb. We're off to (laughs) – Oh, yeah, I'm going to face plant it. Thanks, Amy. (laughs) Welcome to segment four. Something we like to call Barb's Blind Taste Test. This is where 
She doesn't know what she's eating. She doesn't know what brand is what, and she's going to tell us which is her favourite. Dennis, our producer, just described mm. Barb as having a super tongue. <laughs> it's quite a compliment, isn't it? It Barb? is really. I know. I was saying that your, your that, taste really. buds are so attuned yeah. that you have a super tongue. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says "Super Tongue Barb." <laughs> Barb, this is probably the greatest taste test that you'll ever have. I'm not going to lie, as yep. I have told you the whole way through. I've been sneaky in taste of this already. I am giving you a chocolate wow. taste test. I have four different varieties. I That's exciting. I don't know. Should, do you want me to tell you which ones they are? I'm not going to tell you what they are. No, I'm no, going to get no. you to taste them. All right. right. You want to yep. power through them. I have four yes. different varieties. Okay. They're all available at supermarkets. You don't know what is what. No. But head in there. Number okay. one. Go for Number it. Number one. As I said, I have literally knocked through half of each of these loaves. Don't turn them over, Barb, because you can see the insignia on some of them, and I'm keeping this very scientific. That's number one. Go number two. Or am I not? You want to write notes? She takes it very seriously, guys. She does notes. Super tongue barb. (laughs) Super tongue barb. She didn't get that PhD. Oh, she's not sure on that one, I can tell. Yeah. Right, number three. I don't want to interrupt this sort of scientific process. Mm. You've got to be pretty excited about this taste test, aren't you, Barb? I know. Wow. I like it, Amy. Yep. Mm. Four. You're on the last one, number four. Mm. Mm. I can see that she's got a clear favourite. Mm. You had three varieties. Which one did you like the best? Mm. Actually, quite like four. You like four. Which one was your least favourite? Probably three. Well, this is very interesting, folks. For a chocolate, piece of chocolate, you just want a good mouthfeel, melts in your mouth. Yeah. One that you can just really just gorge on. Actually, you mind number one. Mm. You didn't mind number one? Yep. You weren't a fan of number three. No. But you did love number four. Yeah. Now, I'm now going to tell you which varieties you tried, Barb. Okay. I gave you. Yep. I gave you the Audi yes. brand Chocier, two hundred grams, two dollars sixty nine. You also tried the Dairy Milk, yes, famous mm. part of our Aussie institution, Cadbury yes. Dairy Milk, glass and a half milk chocolate, one hundred and eighty grams, four dollars eighty. Mm-hmm. You also tried the Whitaker's chocolate, yes. two hundred grams, two dollars sixty nine. You can pick that up at Woolies. And you also tried a more of a fancier chocolate, yep. Barb, the Lint yes. block of chocolate, 100 grams, $4.25 from Coles. Are you ready to find out what you I thought am. the number one was? I am. Well, Barb, I'm pretty excited about this because I think, as I said, this is part of the institution. Your number one was the Cadbury Ga- Dairy Milk. Really? Yes. There you go. That was, was creamy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is creamy, isn't it? Very creamy. We've yep. always got a block of that in our fridge. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Are you interested to know what your least favourite was, Yes. Bar? It was the lint. Yeah, I'm not fond of the uh, the sort of the creamy centre in that one. It just shows that you, you're paying top dollar but it doesn't necessarily get you the best, no, does it? not at all. So I'm interested that that was your least favourite. And number one that you were also yes. interested in that you thought was that was also very, very nice, that's the album. Oh. There you go. Okay. That was a nice chocolate. It's a yep. nice chocolate. Yep. You should try their uh, white variety, Barb. Uh-huh. Look, I will, Amy, after uh-huh. this. <laughs> That's really good. There you go, dairy milk. So I'm not really surprised by that, but I am surprised uh, by it. But there, yep, you go. there you go. 
<laughs> Thank you for joining us today for, for the Trolley Watch, guys. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to us where you can find all good podcasts. And we'll be back next week. You can always check us out on newideafood.com.au or head to Facebook. Foodiful or New Idea Food is where you find all of Barb's fabulous recipes and me giving tips and tricks. Thanks, Barb. See you next week. Bye, Amy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.